welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for the interest in international basketball. That's what uh, this podcast is all about. And uh, obviously people who know me also know that we we uh, are have a lot to do with youth basketball. And we are mixing all of that together. Uh, for the podcast this week and um, featuring an interview. Usually I could have put this under the Prospects podcast and uh, had it uh, available only uh, as part of the paid subscription, but I thought this was an interesting one, interesting chat with uh, a young a young player who um, has a has an international background, and then uh, and then has come over to the United States. His name is Yanni uh, Ferentinos. And uh, Greek, and uh, has been in the United States now for a couple of years, and is playing at the uh, Webster Groves High School in in St. Louis. And uh, I wanted to get, I wanted to talk to him. Uh, has uh, you know been been putting together some some pretty solid numbers there. Good shooter in uh, in St. Louis, and uh, starting to look around for some schools. And I uh, thought it would be interesting uh, to get a little bit of the in- international perspective. Um, there's a lot of actually a lot of Europeans head over to uh, head over to the United States to go to high school. Even obviously a lot of people know about Europeans going over to the United States to play in colleges, but actually a lot go over to uh, to uh, to high school as well in the United States and and uh, and uh, Yanni is is an example of that and so I wanted to talk to him about that. But before we get into that, I did want to, um, as we mentioned uh, last week, we started with the uh, with uh, I wanted to offer a little, a little bit of other things that are going on in the world of basketball just to kind of. Um, you know, give you give you something else to 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 digest, I guess, if you will. Um, and so the it's uh, we called it the, the the story we are watching, young player of the week, and the upcoming event we are watching. Um, and uh, you know, the the story of the week uh, or the story we're watching right now is the cancellation, uh, the postponement. I guess uh, I guess it's officially called a suspension of the play of the Euroleague Basketball Adidas Next Generation tournament. That was uh, postponed this week, and um, you know it makes sense. I mean, the situation right now in, in Germany is 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 still uh, still you know it's still kind of bad, and uh, you know there's a lot of countries uh, have uh, problems, and and you know you're bringing together all these uh, young players, and it's just. Um, it, if there's as long as there's a little bit of leeway calendar wise, uh, it, it seems to me it only makes sense, and and yeah, you hate to see it because you want to you want to make sure that these guys are, are played, but you know there is there is some room in the calendar. The next one's not actually for another uh, about four weeks after that. I think the twenty three to the twenty five, if I'm not mistaken, uh, don't quote me on those dates. Uh, is the Belgrade tournament, uh, but it just seems like it was the right thing to do. Uh, with health and and uh, and health precautions and everything else like that, uh, so that that's the story we're watching. You know what what kind of uh, maybe uh, what's the future of the uh, these next generation tournament? Uh, Munich, if it stays in Munich, if it gets uh, pushed back, uh, if it's uh, relocated, that's all to be seen. Uh, I, I want to go to um, I want to go to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think you know there's a lot of uh, unbelievable athletes in in, uh, in basketball and 
and there's a lot of unbelievable there's been a lot of uh unbelievable blocks in the world of uh, nba basketball and around the world and um and i i i think that uh this uh john morant block um the uh where he you know races back and and chase not only you know it's a chase down <laughs> it's a chase down uh interception almost where he goes up and uh, with two hands, you know, unbelievably high over the rim and, um, and grabs it, the, the ball kind of deflects off and, and then he, you know, comes back and, and grabs it and, and pushes up, uh, forward again. And, uh, just the athleticism of, of John Morant on that play just is, was absolutely insane. And, I just wanted to, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, go, go to the show, go to the, the, you know, if the Substack uh, you on there, uh, I'll have a, um, a highlight of that. And I just wanted to, if you hadn't seen it, just to go out and watch it because it was absolutely uh, really one of the best blocks I've ever seen uh, in my days of, of watching basketball. And um, and so going to the upcoming event that we we're watching, um, you know, last week it was um, – uh, whether or not there's going to be games being played at the uh, at the early and at, we're still at the same situation and this week is it is a double week and as of a time of recording uh, for the Tuesday Wednesday games uh, there are three of nine games that uh, have been uh, that will be played uh, as I said as of time of recording and then for the Thursday to Friday games there are right now six uh, games that are still on three games have already been canceled for Thursday and Friday and it just you know it's it's um, it's a situation that we still have to watch you know and you know we're, everybody's trying to do their best and, and make sure that everything you know is able to be played and you know uh, from a safe standpoint and everything else and so you know that's really just you know what I'm watching you know right now and just to see how much basketball um, is going to be played. So with that done, every week we also do the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, which is part of the paid subscription. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to that and, and become a paid subscriber. You get the access to every, the weekly uh, pay, uh, Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, as well as the full archives of the Talking Talent podcast, where uh, the scouts that I work with, uh, we, we take a look at uh, three, about nine, with take a look at nine players each week um uh players from really around the world uh, i i love uh, i love the the selection of of guys that they uh bring into um into the discussion and uh so that is available the full archives of, of the take, talking talent as well as the taking the charge prospects podcast uh this week on the prospects podcast we had uh, davidis gideridis uh, Lithuanian uh, Lithuanian guard uh, playing on loan this season at Lead Cabelis uh, in Lithuania uh, is, uh, is playing uh, usually is on contract for two more years after this season with uh, Estudiantes Madrid. Uh, Estudiantes went down uh, were relegated to the Leb Gold last season, and so they sent him to to his homeland. First time they've been playing there since 2017. First time as a pro, and and uh, on in, in each of the the Taking the Charge podcast we 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 offer. A sneak peek of what you can uh, what you can expect uh, if you become a paid subscriber, and uh, and then also uh, can can listen to the, uh, uh, the taking the charge pros- prospects. So here's the uh, here's a, just a, a, a sneak preview of what uh, is included in the interview with uh, Davidis Gitaridis. So enjoy that, and we'll catch you on the other side. 
for for someone who who hasn't seen you play much, how would you describe your game? Describe my game. I mean, I would say I'm a defensive player playing aggressive defense on ball. Uh, a guard who can shoot, who can drive, not selfish player. Always trying to put like the team in the first place, not talk, not thinking about the stats. And yeah, that would be it. Uh, when 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 most players are asked to describe their game, not many people actually say defense first. Why? What? What makes you different? Why do you? Why do you pick defense to describe your game first? I don't know. When I was young, uh, my first coach like told me like everything starts from defense and from that days I was trying to play defense and I get my confidence from defense if I'm playing good defense I'm feeling like more free in offense feeling more confident so everything comes from for me for defense so that's why I started like I mean we will score but in offense we will score but you could play better defense so so they won't score. I mean, for me, it's like just stop the main guard of the of the opposite team. It's like the main job, I guess. For me, it's so everything started from the young, from the from the beginning. So yeah. Okay, uh, fantastic. Uh, he was a he was a guy that I was really looking forward to watching this season. He went down with a, a knee ankle injury early, pretty early in the season, and and uh, was kind of disappointed because I thought uh, you know playing Euro Cup was uh, was great exposure for him uh, to really kind of take his uh, to to show uh, maybe what he can do and and uh, and uh, and you know he's putting up pretty solid numbers and, and look forward to to seeing uh, how he does the rest of the rest of the season being at home in uh, in lithuania is definitely a um is a is a positive for him um all right so let's let's move uh back to uh the interview for this week and on the taking the charge podcast uh, as i said yeah uh yanni uh, ferentinos again we, we we picked this one just because uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's a different angle um and we, you don't always hear about europeans going over to um uh, to high school in the states, and so just wanted to kind of give you all a, uh, uh, yeah, sort of a feeling of of what these uh, youngsters go through, and uh, obviously this is also someone who's also going through the college uh, selection process. Um, so uh, enjoy the interview with him. Thank you uh, very very much for for your time. Appreciate you uh, listening to the show. Uh, again, if uh, if you wanted to really get uh, a lot more insight and uh, into the world of youth basketball, uh, you know, become a paid subscriber to the to, uh, to the Substack. Uh, that uh, you know, just click on the button on on the show, and uh, and you, like I said, get the paid subscription. You get access to the Prospects podcast as well as the Talking Talent show. Uh, thank you very much, and we will talk to you next week. All right, so on the show this week, we have uh, Yanni Ferentinos, uh, sophomore guard at uh, West, uh, Webster Groves High School in St. Louis, right? St. Louis? Or right yes, outside St. Louis? Yeah. Uh, good to have you on. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad you're, glad you're having me. Um, so uh, this past weekend, uh, I believe you had a... Uh, the 2021 uh, Webster Classic, uh, where you guys uh, won the title and you were on the all-tournament team. Uh, mm -hmm. 
believe you had six threes in the semifinals and uh, and five threes in the final. Uh, maybe how do you feel uh, that? How, how do you feel that you know you and and the team are doing so far this season? Uh man, we started off. Uh, well, we started off our first game. We lost. We should have had that game. We lost in overtime by two, and it was a really tough game. So the next week, we came into practice really locked in uh, because we really wanted this uh, Webster tournament. We wanted, you know, we wanted to bring some positivity to practice to, and, you know, just wash that taste off our mouth from, the, from that loss. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, ever, ever since, uh, we've been doing great. Uh, I felt like we were really on the same page during every other game uh, that we played during, well, during the Webster tournament. And man, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we, we're, we're really on the same page right now. Uh, so you're in St. Louis and for, for those who might not know much uh, about that sort of level, uh, where, where do you think you are? Uh, are you guys playing uh, uh, teams outside of St. Louis as well? Um, what's, what is your, what is your non- non-conference, non-district uh, schedule look like? Uh... Um, so, well, for the Webster tournament, we played Staley, which is from Kansas City. So still Missouri, but outside of St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, further down the stretch, I don't – we might – for this Christmas tournament, I, this Christmas tournament is only St. Louis team. For the most part, we play St. Louis teams. But we play teams that are from like further, like inside Missouri. So in the state, like two hours away, like we played Father Tolton in our first game. I was two hours away uh, and we had to drive over there to Columbia, Missouri. Uh, and I mean, out of state competition, I think we play uh, a couple teams in Illinois uh, and we did in the summer as well. So competition is looking mostly like Missouri and Illinois. Um, and you're playing, uh, EYB, uh, elite, uh, uh, Nike, Nike, right? Nike, uh, uh-huh. yep, EYBL, EYBL, um, that's AAU and that's on the, the Bradley Beal team. Is that correct? Yes, sir. What, what's, what's that big experience been like for you? Oh man. It, it's st- so it started in the spring, uh, with tryouts when, uh, they called me, they told me I made the team. Uh, and it was, it was an amazing experience. It was definitely, uh, all very new to me, uh, all the traveling, all the tournaments, uh, I had never really gotten that, uh, anywhere before. So yeah, it was a, it was a dope experience. It's a great program. And, uh, the people, the people there really took me in, uh, they helped me with, uh, whatever I, I was behind in, uh, and they really helped me grow. And that was that was nationwide then, or uh, for, uh, I don't really, I'm not really uh, that high up on my my AAU knowledge. Uh, that's one one of my one of my deficiencies as far as youth basketball goes. Um, okay. So uh, okay. nationwide is that? Yeah. It, so yeah, we went we went to tournaments all over the country. Uh, well, I mean, nothing – well, the furthest we went was South Carolina, which is about a 12-hour drive. Um, but, yeah, we went to places like like um, Wisconsin. We went to Nebraska. We went to Chicago. We went to South Carolina, uh, Atlanta. 
Um, so yeah, nationwide and, and uh, Pete's Jam uh, in the summer is definitely teams from all over the nation. You were at Pete's Jam as well. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, anybody, anybody really that that stood out uh, in your mind uh, that that you uh, you know, you know, obviously you know there's big names out there uh, that you either you know directly faced or maybe you know caught you know just kind of watched on the side at maybe a game that you guys were at at an event you were at. I mean, Peach Jam is obviously so many, you know, really superstars out there as well. So Yes. Uh, yeah, at Peach Jam, I would say too many people that caught my eye and I was like, wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a few of my teammates are really great players. Uh, Dallas Thomas. Uh, uh, I mean, he's he's uh, John Bowl. Uh, John Bowl is seven foot two. He's He's my age and he's seven foot two. Amazing talent. Dallas is about six eight. Uh, got all the skills. Uh, and then I mean, obviously at Peach Jam, I got to see Le- uh, Bronny James play, uh, and Shannon Sharp, and uh, Jalen Duran. Uh, oh, from our seventeens, Nick Smith, Brandon Miller. Uh, those like un- like the talent over there uh, is, yeah. It's 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 amazing. It it really opens your eyes. It really makes you want to work harder. Which is which is probably exactly what happened, right? I mean, you went there and you saw these guys. You're like, okay, well, now I know where I am and where I'm not. Right. Exactly. Exactly that. And I mean, that's how it's been my whole life ever since I was a kid. Because I'm from a tiny little island where well, you know, let's, let's let's get there you, your 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 parents were both born in the united states if i'm not mistaken and uh, you were born on the greek island of chios where i guess they both of their families are from um how and when did basketball find you then so well okay uh my actual dad my biological dad he's greek uh and well my whole family is essentially greek but so my dad wanted me to do sports when I was a kid. And I, I well, I tried, a, I tried out a bunch, like in a, at a really young age, like two, three, four years old. I tried out a bunch, like martial arts, swimming, a bunch of stuff. And, you know, at some point, you know, he took me to basketball um, because my mom knew the coach on the island. Uh, they took me to the academy just to like get in a practice, you know, try to see if I like it or not. And the first time I went, I actually got scared and I walked out. Yeah, I was like three years old, four years old, and I walked out. And then a few months later, I went back. Uh, and, you know, I there was some competition on that day, and I won it. Uh, I was the winner. And after that, I just I fell in love with it. And I've been playing ever since, so about 12 years. Um, so that's actually one of the islands right off the coast of Turkey, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, when most people think of Greece, they'll, they'll think of Athens, um, you know, Tessaloniki, uh, you know, nowadays a little bit, maybe a little bit more Patras or something like that. Um, even Rodos, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. not many people are going to be thinking on, you know, that, you know, of the islands out there, uh, how was the basketball scene there then? I would say. My generation uh, had uh, we had a few good, I mean, better-ish players, but I always had to play up. Uh, like, 
like age like a lot uh and actually like for the most time i like i up until i was like 11 or 12 i had to play center you know it was yeah i've had to go through some transitions but i mean the competition level is not until you go to like later like higher age ages like if you're younger and you're playing up that's i mean that's decent competition competition but nowhere near no not anywhere near what it is here um so for for those who don't know like myself uh what, what kind of competition are you growing up playing against i mean so you know like i said you're you're on an island of chios um and uh you know that's you know not really that close to uh, the main part of the country. Um, are you, are you playing against only, uh, I guess, you know, growing up and, and then until when are you, you're playing against only the Island, the, the other islands close by, are you traveling to, I don't know if, I don't know what you, I mean, you don't, I don't know if you call it mainland. Do you call it, would you call that mainland? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about, if you're talking about Athens, Athens yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so what kind of competition are you playing against then sort of growing up, up until like, say, you know, where the informative years sort of like, so let's say 11, 13 or stuff like that. We played against the Island and that was it. Well, when was the first time that you started playing as players, not on the Island? Uh, so there was kind of uh, the Island's all-star team that was made. Uh, and I mean, obviously I was on it and we traveled to another island and somebody saw me. I don't know exactly what happened, but I got called to the national team. So like to, for a, you know, a tryout type thing. And I, I tried out for like a year older. It was like my age and a year older. So oh five and oh four. And uh, I went to. Uh, I went to that and then I went to a camp and uh, I met somebody and they asked me to move to Athens to play for Panionios. You uh, have you heard? Yeah, of yeah, yep. yeah, Panionios. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they asked, yeah, they asked, that was in back in 2018. They asked me to go up uh, and play for Panionios and uh, that would allow me to play for national team easier, you know, because they're in Athens and Thessaloniki. So mm -hmm. it would help me, you know, go practice with the Athens team. Uh, and all that so yeah that's when i started playing against competition that was uh outside of the island uh really when i moved to athens so you did move to athens then you moved and you yes. and you and you were in the paninos system then yep for for one year for i was there year. for one year uh-huh um and so uh i believe you were on the sort of the greek you 13 14 15 teams is that right yep yep and that's correct uh, and 15 team. So was that, that was, no, that was not last year, but the year before, right? Was that the, so was that summer of 19 or summer of 20? Summer. Well, the last time I went was mess of, of uh, between 19 and 20. I'm pretty sure that was the last time I went because then it was coronavirus and then I moved here. Mm -hmm. So you could have played so under 16. You could have played under 16 last year. Yeah, this this past year, but I mean, right. they didn't. Uh, uh, from what I heard, they didn't travel because of uh, coronavirus. They had some outbreak, and they 
they didn't have any tournaments. Right. The Greek didn't team. The Greek team didn't play at 16s. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so, so you went to the states. Uh, I believe visit family. Right? Where was that? And, and what was the circumstances on that? Yeah. So Josh, uh, my stepdad, he has uh, family in St. Louis. Um, you know, one summer I came here to train uh, and saw you know, everything over here, like nothing compared to what I've seen now, uh, you know, after Peace Jam and everything. But like when I came here, I just saw literally how American people train. Uh, and, you know, he had family here and uh, my parents had been wanting me to go to high school here. So we had, we, we were figuring out for about a year uh, and then we moved here. And your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, obviously it's a, you know, big difference, you know, so to, from even, even in the, in the club scene is that you were with, and, you know, Panino said, you know, have a pretty solid team that, you know, is one of the, you know, one of the leading, you know, probably top six in, in Greece or so. So, you know, going from there to, uh, to St. Louis high school. In, in, in it's, the way, and the way I did it was insane. I moved right in the heart of COVID. Like <laughs> I probably had, probably had two days where they would have let me in this country, um, like because of restriction and everything. Like they wouldn't let anybody in here, and I probably had a two day gap that they would let us come, and we traveled that day. Like that's and that's how crazy it was. And when we came here, all the COVID restrictions were still up. Uh, so I didn't go to school for four months. I had to do zooms. So I had no friends. I had no social life, no anything (laughs) for four months. Uh, I was just practicing, uh, you know, my, well, my only friends were the basketball team, but we couldn't really go out because nothing was open or do anything of that sort. Uh, and I mean, the transition from, uh, a Greek uh, middle school to an American high school transition uh, of you know how the, the how the game is played here the game here the game here is played so much faster everybody relies so much more on their athleticism and things like that and it's just it was it was I caught up really fast I I mean I adjusted pretty quickly but it was it was definitely very very different for me and and having that european fundamental uh, education in basketball did you see that that helped you yes no doubt i mean no 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 doubt at all knowing how to play organized basketball and you know obviously the fundamental part of my game like my jump shot you know and uh, all those things, uh, well, yeah, those things definitely really helped me. And just the fact that I knew how to learn already helped me a lot with this process. That's what, it, the, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe it's eight or nine states have a shot clock. Does Missouri have a shot clock? No, sir. Man, you have no idea. I I have never had to guard for 
Sometimes a minute at a time, like a minute per possession. Sometimes, like it, last year, last year it was much slower. This year, we're doing a very, much better job of getting people to make mistakes and you know play up and down a little more. But man, it and I, it was different because in the EYBL I had a shot clock, and then uh, during high school we don't. But then also during high school off season and stuff we use it. Uh, and I, I think they're trying to get it on, but yeah, it was, that transition was a little bit, because it'd be like, it'd be the end of a, or it'd be what it felt like the end of a possession. And I would shoot the ball. Yeah, oh, even like, offense what are you too. doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, time is going down. Go, There's no time. Oh God. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the physical, there's okay. The physical part you can, you can actually, you know. You know, catch up to it but i mean you play the entire your entire life is with it with a with a with a with a shot clock I, you know I've, I've talked to some people and i this is actually one of the very few people that i've talked to so far that that are growing up uh that are, you know that that really haven't played with one and uh, it's hard for me to imagine how that you know how that is, is for for uh for someone who's had it and then goes to a place where it doesn't have it that's that's the, the thing it kind of must be crazy though yeah. On both sides I mean, of the ball, because defense you want to play. Okay, you're okay. I'm 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 working hard for twenty for twenty seconds. You know, by the time they get the ball up, you have about seventeen seconds where you, you know, really might have to, you know. And then on offense, like you said, um, but I mean, I mean, in offensive rebounds, in 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 you know, in in, in uh, Greece, you also had fourteen second reshot uh, uh, reset on the shot clock on offensive rebounds, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. This time now, an offensive rebound is an absolute killer because there is no thing that tells you you have to shoot it. And it's yeah. I mean, so does that? I'm not does, a fan. So does this help or does it hurt uh, basketball in general in 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 the states? I feel like it hurts. I feel like personally, I feel like okay. I have two takes on it. I think it helps you far as way more mentally tough to be able because if you have to guard for a minute at a time like you know you, maybe you don't get that steal but you have to stay solid you you have to guard for a minute you have to keep moving you have to keep doing the right thing that thing of repetitiveness of you know you have to keep doing the right thing until it works and there's nothing that is that lets you know it's going to end unless you make it end that is a good part but on offense if if you don't have to shoot you can just like you can just stop and like you don't there's nothing that is really you, know, you don't play with any it's not that you don't play with any pressure but it's i feel like it's something that is you know it's 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 needed. It's like if you if, like just moving the ball for a, maybe a minute at a time. It's just like I feel like that's not as fun for somebody to watch either. And there's no there's no chance to come back from uh, in a game where you're down by like twelve points. Right, because well, because we have a stall game. Like we run a drill in practice. We call it sixty point game, and it's basically uh, you stall, like you. You, you just stall the time. If, if you're up, you just stall. You can't stall. Like, and that's the thing. In Europe, sure, you can stall for like maybe 20 seconds and get up a sh- or like 18 seconds, get up a shot with about five. 
but here you don't have to get up a shot. <laughs> and and that's a big difference. That's a way, and that, I feel like that's. But I do think that's a good thing as far as it makes you make things happen. Mm-hmm. The shot clock never bails you out. Yeah. Um. So you're a sophomore right now, so uh, you still actually have plenty of time to 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 make a, a decision on college. Uh, um. I I know you've visited a couple of places. Um, maybe what are you looking for in a college? Not necessarily, you know, what college are you looking for, but what are you looking for in a college? You know, I mean, uh, a place where the, um, I mean, where maybe a senior, more, more senior team, uh, you know, maybe a team where, you know, some of the leading guys might be leaving by the time you're going in. Are there any sort of factors that, like I said, I know it's it's you're you're pretty far out, but what are some of the things that you're looking for when you actually decide on a school? No, yeah, and I've definitely started thinking about it uh, lately, mostly. Uh, I look at a college. So to start it off, I want to be a professional basketball player. That that's what's important to me. I want to be a professional basketball player, and I want to be the best player I can be. I'm, I challenge, I want to challenge myself every day to be the best player, to be better than yesterday. So to me, when I'm looking at a college, the first thing I'm going to look at is a culture. Is the culture and the, and the development, like what, what players have gotten out of this program? Like, and especially if they went in as somebody and came out as somebody so that's so much better that in, that's improved drastically. That that is that really matters to me. And when I talk about culture, it's the everyday because that's essentially what it is. It's not when you play the game of basketball. It's not about game night. It's not about there's no switch that you just turn on and off. You have to be ready. You have to stay ready. You have to get better every day. So. When I'm looking at a program, I'm, I want to look at somebody that works hard every day, that takes care of their players every day, that makes sure everybody is good every day, uh, that, you know, if somebody is not doing well, they pick them up. Uh, if somebody maybe is not trying, they, they like, you know, they encourage them more. They, you know, they push them. Uh, and that, that, like, I'm looking for a strong culture that, will really help me. Uh, I'm looking for a winning culture. Uh, so things like that. Some rapid fire questions. Uh, app on your phone that you cannot live without and why? A what? Your app on your phone that you cannot live without. Oh, app on my phone that I cannot live without. Uh, Clash Royale. What's that? Clash Royale. What is that? I don't even know what that is. It tells me how old I am. But... It's, it's a game. It's, okay. it's a game. It's I, a game. Yeah, right. I play it all the time. Um, because you are European, who's the best European European player in your eyes? The best European player like, uh, of all time? Playing right now. Let's go playing right now. Playing right now. Uh, does it have to be in EuroLeague? Or in, Anywhere you want. League? Anywhere you want. Doncic. 
pretty easy now nowadays right now at this at this moment at this time of uh uh well, i guess this this question doesn't matter to you uh or let's say if there is one let's say uh aau three seconds on the shot clock do you take uh do you uh, pass or do you shoot oh man i mean it's all situations but knowing me in that moment i'm not giving that ball up <laughs> Um, unless 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 the dude is open like more open if if we're the same amount of open i'm taking that shot three seconds though that's that's enough for two dribbles two dribbles in yeah that's shot. right yeah that's true that's true um uh best best quality as a player in person your best your best quality as a player in person okay So as a person, I think it's my character. Uh, overall, I have a very high character. Uh, uh, and basketball, I mean, I, I don't think it's a question that it's my shooting. I think, uh, yeah, I think, my, I think my, shooting or, uh, my shooting or my defense, one of the two. And worst quality as a player in person and player in uh, person? Worst quality as a basketball player. Um, uh, that, that's a hard question. Right now, well, it's hard because I'm getting so much better at it so quickly, but ball handling, uh, being a guard, uh, my ball, and my ball handling is getting so much better every day, but I mean, it it's it still needs tons of work, and I'm working on it every day. Uh, worst quality as a person. I feel like I used to do this. I don't do this anymore. Uh, I used to have an answer for, and it wasn't necessarily always bad, but it's just like sometimes when a coach tells you something, you need to just listen. Sometimes I feel like I used to have an answer, and it wasn't. It, it didn't used to be bad. But I, I just had an answer, and I've learned now to not do that. Um, best piece of basketball or life advice that you've received? Best. Yeah. That you live by, a motto yeah. or whatever? To forget. Forget, like, to move on. Like if something happened, you have to move on from it. But it, and that's how that's what I live by in my life too. And my in basketball, every it's every play, you have to you have to move on. Next, it's got to be next play. If something bad happened in your life, you know, no matter what it is, you have to maybe even you maybe have to fix that problem. But eventually, you have to move on. If you could uh, have one trait or skill from any player in the world, what would it be? Any skill from any player in the world? Um, I would say uh, I would say Lucas patience. Lucas patience and how he how he handles the ball with patience and sees everything. So so his patience and his IQ. Yeah. Interesting. Good answer. 
obviously a lot of people uh, say Steph's shooting, but you're you're okay shooter. So that's <laughs> that, but that's something the, you, those, that's something that's different. That's different yeah. though because that's something you can you, work on every yeah. day. You just you just put up a thousand shots every day or whatever you get there. Yeah. Right. Um. I guess I guess really quick then basketball role models. You know. Role models. Yeah. I guess growing up and okay. maybe how they've changed. Maybe you have different yeah, players. So now. it used to be it used to be people like Clay Thompson, Ray Allen. Well, no. At first, first there was people like Tim Duncan because I thought I was gonna be a big man. As, yeah, because you were uh, still big. <laughs> right. But then uh, as I started to figure out that I'm a shooter, that I'm a guard, uh, Clay Thompson, Ray Allen, uh, and now I'm start I'm looking more at combo guards. Uh, I mean, I, I do look at Luca's game a lot. Damian Lillard, uh, CJ McCollum, uh, trying to think. I mean, uh, just players, players that are, you know, six, four, six, five, can handle the ball, can shoot the ball. Uh, like that. that's what I look at mostly. Uh, talk about the future. You eligible to play for the Greek national teams. Um, how much communication have you had with the federation? Uh, would uh, how much would you enjoy coming back and playing for Greece in the summer? What any do we do we have any information on any of uh, any of that stuff? Well, they don't have any information right now. As far as I think, I'm pretty sure they told me there's a tournament in Spain, uh, and they do want me to come back. And uh, well, they haven't seen me in uh, I mean a year or something. So, you know, definitely going to be coming back. They definitely want to see me, uh, how I've developed, how I've improved. Uh, and, I mean, I would definitely be very, very excited uh, to be part of that team. It's, it's definitely something that I've missed, uh, you know, ever since COVID. Uh, and it'd be, it'd, be very, it'd be awesome to be able to play again. So that would be, right now you would be eligible, next summer would be under 18, correct? As a year younger? Und uh under i'm pretty sure i'm eligible for under 17s yeah it's u17 i'm pretty sure because this year would have been u16 yeah but but there's no under 17 uh, under 17 tournament it's only the world cup and and greece didn't play at the okay so, so it'd, guess, be the, yeah. it'd be a age in a, a year younger you'd be a year younger for under 18 do you know guys from right. the, from the 0405 generations uh, like from from young, you said from younger generations, or your generation, or or the year a year older from 04 or five in 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 uh, in Europe, in in uh, in Greece. Yeah, I mean, I've there's, I could name my whole team from when I was there, uh, from the 15s. Yeah, it's I mean, it's some dudes. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen a lot of them play uh, lately, obviously. I've seen one of them, uh, Neocles uh, of Dallas, you know, for ah, uh, Panathinaikos. Yeah, yep, just scored he, his first points for EuroLeague too, right? Yeah, he dunked it. Exactly. And that, that, that dude has come a very long way. I remember him when I – because he was playing up with – well, Yeah, because he's a year younger. Up. He's 06. He's 06, and he was uh, practicing with – he was just like a little kid. He was – Probably not even six foot, uh, not very athletic, not very, you know, he could shoot it, but, you know, definitely could see the potential. 
but he wasn't there yet. And now seeing him, you know, playing the Euro League, uh, really surprised me. Uh, and really good for him. I love it for him. So I mean, I I thought even he could probably play uh, up maybe, but I mean, there's there's tons of players, tons of tons of good guards in Greece. Uh, oh, force! I don't, I don't, I haven't really looked at the old four team in a minute. I have, I don't know who's on it anymore. I, I, I know who used to be on it, but I don't know anymore. That's so that, that would be the year because that's a oh four generation. Um, all right, so uh, finish the sentence. So the, the 2021-22 season for you will be a success. Uh, both team and, and individually, if what happens? If we win a state championship, uh, if we win a state championship and I, uh, I'm efficient, I'm, I'm really efficient with the volume that I'm shooting. So if I'm shooting about 45, 50% from three with the shots that I'm putting up, uh, and we win a state championship. I th- I think that would be a pretty successful year. All right, fantastic, Yanni uh, Fernandinos. Uh, thanks for for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, stay thanks safe out there. And uh, I know it's, uh, over here in Europe, things are crazy. COVID and everything else. I'm sure everything there is uh, just as just as maddening. And so stay safe and uh, and safe travels. Then. Yep. You too. Thanks.